Halloween murders at the box office. James Gunn's replacement for Guardians 3, plus hide your kids and hide your wife because Netflix is cancelling everything. Plus, Zoheb's review for A Star Is Born. All this and more on this upcoming Attractions episode of Midnight Double Feature. How, how you going? I'm good, dude. How are you fucking going? What's uh, happening? I'm What's good. Cracking? I'm good. Um, good to hear a lovely, lovely voice. I'm, I'm stoked. A very slow news week, isn't it? Dude, it is. We are scrounging. Yeah. That means, <laughs> we, are, we are struggling to stay in business. That being said, um, that being said, there is stuff going on. It's just not, not a lot of newsworthy stuff. Like, for starters... Netflix has got it's dropped a few few cool shit, man. Like on Friday, I could be wrong, but I think they dropped season two of Making a Murderer and Daredevil on the same day. Yeah, man, that shit. Um, I'm, I'm, they've I'm never all done over that, that before. Shit. They've never done a double drop no. before. And no. it was crazy because my newsfeed is filling up over um, Making a Murderer, obviously, because it's a fucking good show. And then, like, a day or two later, this guy goes, dude, have you seen Daredevil yet? Season uh, episode four is fucking insane. I'm like, what do you mean? It's it's not out yet. Like, I've been seeing, I'm guessing it's coming out soon because I'm seeing oh interviews. Oh, my God. And he's like, no, no, no. They already dropped it. They dropped it at the same time as Making a Murderer. I'm like, why the fuck would they do that? That's two of their best <laughs> so- shows they've ever done. And they drop it the same day. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So, um, Making a Murderer, man, that's. That's my jam. Like I, I, you know me. I love true crime. Uh, that first season was incredible. I've, I'm balls deep into the second one right now. So I just finished episode five. I haven't um, watched I, any. Is it holding up to the first season? Because I, I, I feel like what everyone's thinking is, how the fuck do you do a second season? Right. I, per- I personally don't think so. Mm. Uh, I personally think that they're kind of. Is it a cash um, grab? No, it's not a cash grab. It's just that they don't have enough stuff to warrant a whole entire new season. Yeah. Maybe a couple of episodes, but not a whole season. Um, it, a lot of it does tend to drag on. But yeah, Daredevil, man. Um, I started it last night. I'm three episodes in. Fucking incredible. Same. I'm, I'm halfway through episode three. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's it's um, great, man. It's it's all it's I know. Going so well. All um, I know yeah. is apparently it takes a while to get to bullseye being bullseye. Uh, all I know Don't. is obviously Vincent D'Onofrio is amazing, and I'm told that there is an 11 minute scene in episode four where they yeah, do Don't an say attempt. that. Don't say that. They, they, don't they say try. That. I'm good. Stop. Okay. Stop. Stop. I don't, don't know anything don't, about it. I just, I, I just I don't know what they're know trying any to do. Of this kind of stuff. Like, I, I, I don't want to be like, oh, I'm so hyped for episode five. Like, I don't want that shit. Like, I just, I just wanted to come. But um, doesn't everybody, when they see Daredevil season, expect their, them to attempt the hallway, hallway scene again? Don't yeah, you go in expecting sure. that? For sure, season. Yeah, but I mean, like, I don't, I don't want to know when it's going to come. Like, oh, you know what I mean? Well, I'm sorry. Um, no, no, that's all good. That's all apparently, good. it's. Um, like I, I was disappointed with how they did in season two, the stairwell. Just it was not the same. But um, well, for me, it wasn't like the it wasn't the stairwell. For me, it was the the prison thing. Was that 
Daredevil yeah. two. Yeah, uh, with uh, with Punisher. Punisher. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was the best scene of the of the fucking thing, but like it wasn't them trying to do like a one up or anything. No, but it was, no, but it was it, still incredible. Yeah. Like the, yeah. the thing with season two is like Punisher. Every time he's on screen, he just steals the show too much. Like, and yeah, admittedly, the everyone first, else- the first half is so good, and then the second half is a little bit of a drag with yeah, Electro and stuff. Every yeah. time he's not on screen, it's just like, where's Punisher? Just and- just quickly on Netflix. Oh, sorry. You were going to talk about more oh, about Edible? Just, just like every other character that season didn't have much to do, but season three so far, it's like, yes, it's got all those season one vibes of just being fucking perfect. It does. It does. Um, And look, I didn't watch Defenders, so um, I- didn't fully know what happened, like, or why everyone thought he was dead. But, like, I did look up kind of like a recap and shit. And the recap explained it well enough. Um, but, yeah, man, um, it, it's shaping up to be very, very season one, which is a very good thing. It's shaping up to be very Daredevil versus Kingpin. Um, you know, we've been introduced to Bull- Bullseye's character. And he's the way he gets introduced is outstanding. Um, yeah. But. Yeah, I want to talk about Netflix because not Netflix, but more more of a show that's kind of sweeping Netflix right now. And dude, that's the haunting of Hill House. That's the other um, thing. Um, wow, everyone's talking, saying it's like one of the most scariest shows they've ever seen. Have you seen any of it? I've seen nothing. I finished it last night. All ten episodes. Is it living up to the guy. hype? Is it good? Um, well, I, I I started watching it before um, everyone like went off raving mad about it. Um, it is an incredible piece of TV. Uh, it's it's not the scariest thing I've ever seen, but for TV, absolutely, it's one of it's one of the it's one of the scariest things I've seen on TV. Not probably not in film, um, but more than more than it being scary, it's actually more heartbreaking and very emotional. Um, it's a because at its core, it's a family drama. Um, is it like you know, a hereditary type vibe? No, not really. Um, right. There are there are some elements of hereditary. I'm glad you bring that up because literally they literally say the word one one time hereditary. <laughs> um, but <laughs> um, but you know there are the, the 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 series deals with like heavy shit, man, like mental illness, depression, drug use. Um, and you know, the manifestations that come out of things like that, it's fantastic. Um, and, and, you know, it's well acted. It's really well shot, man. Episode five is an absolute, like, it's probably one of the best episodes of television I've ever seen. Damn. Um, Yeah. It's probably going to be nominated for an Emmy, uh, and it probably might win. Uh, a lot of it is shot in like one take. Um, so it's created by Mike Flanagan, who directed every episode of the, the, the show, uh, Mike Flanagan, um, he's been on a bit of a roll in the horror genre recently. He directed Hush, he directed Gerald's Game, he directed Ouija, Origin of Evil, um, and he's in line to direct uh, Stephen King's Doctor Sleep. So, um, this guy's killing it, man. For, um, for the record, too, Hush is pretty underrated, I reckon. Hush like, is great, yeah. For a slasher, like for a modern slasher, it's pretty good. I actually think it's great, man. I, I really like Hush. But, um, yeah, man, um, check out... Um, Check out the haunting of Hill House uh, because it's it's unmissable television. Um, hey, on the, on that topic, um, there really is a mass over the last I'd say four or five years. There's been a massive I don't know increase. One of the latest trends in television is horror. Like, I guess some people might want to count The Walking Dead. I wouldn't, but then we had um, uh, American Horror Story. Then we had the Scream, uh, MTV Scream. 
Then we had Scream Queens. Then there was um, there was another female based horror there's, film. No, there's um, been TV there's actually show. been heaps. Yeah, um, and then there's, there's been heaps. Well, yeah, I'm just trying to go through like the list of order. But then there was also you know Bates Motel, Hannibal. Like, yeah, the, you can class uh, all of I, them as. I horror. wouldn't call Hannibal horror. I would. Absolutely. Yeah. It's one of the it's most horrifying elements. shows I've ever seen. It's got elements of horror, I would say. Um, also, there was, uh, um, very recently, they had The Purge that got turned into a TV show. Yeah. And um, in, in the filmmaking world, there's a meme going around, which is hilarious, because there's a scene where they use like this like eye scanner to like scan someone's eye. And it's, oh, literally, it's literally something called an Osmo, which is just yeah. a stabilizer for <laughs> shooting video footage on a phone. <laughs> we're, 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 we, we both follow that same page, Movie Set Memes, on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, um, but yeah. Um, hey, so speaking yeah. of, speaking of uh, Netflix, um, what the fuck's going on? Because while they are making some great shows- they're canceling a lot of great shows too. Um, the two that like really I blew up. Say great. <laughs> well, oh, I, I, okay. Well, there's shows that I like at least, and and well, two of them that are really getting um the news is Iron Fist and Luke Cage. Now, Iron Fist is understandable. Season one copped a lot of flack. It was clearly very rushed because they wanted to get Defenders out by a certain date. Um, but it also broke Rotten Tomato like records when season two was like the most improved season. And I actually didn't mind season one. I thought I thought dragged and like a lot of the Marvel shows, but uh, I, I liked the dynamics of the characters and stuff. And then Luke Cage, I think both seasons are really good. I I really like them both. And the, the surprising one to everyone is why why the fuck did they cancel Luke Cage after season two? Um I think I, um, yeah, I, I didn't finish season one of Iron Fist. I only just watched one episode and I was like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Luke Cage, absolutely, man. The first season was actually really good. The first half of it was outstanding. Um, second half of it was a bit, you know, it was a bit more dull and a bit more, you know, of a standard comic book vibe. And that new villain that um, came in halfway through, he was yeah, a bit too cartoony for my taste. Yeah, Ra- Razor- Razorback or some shit like that? I can't remember. Uh, Silverback, um, I think it was. Fucking some bullshit like yeah. that. <laughs> but um, but I, I, I unfortunately didn't finish the second season of Luke Cage and it's not because the quality wasn't good. Um, I actually was liking where it was going. I think it's just something came up and I wasn't able to finish it. So I do want to go back and finish it. Yeah, life does um, happen. But I <laughs> know, but um, Cheo Cheo Coca, um, who's the creator of Luke Cage, and who also has a really good guest spot on um, Kevin Smith's podcast, Fat Man on Batman, which is now called Batman, uh, Fat Man Beyond. Ah, <laughs> right. Um, he uh. Put out a little statement. He said, uh, a lot of memories, a lot of individual thank you calls to make. Just wanted to say thank you to Marvel, Netflix, the best writers room, cast crew, the midnight hour, all those who grace the stage at Harlem's Paradise and most incredible fan base in the world. Forward always. Um, yeah, there's rumors that apparently Netflix have canceled these two because there's a Heroes for Hire show coming. Well, that would be pretty cool. Um, because I don't know these anything two, about it besides their team up. Well, those two, yeah, like they it's it's just they had a lot of stuff, and the best episode everyone will say from Luke Cage is in season two, where they have an episode where they kind of rebrand. I didn't get to that. Yeah, uh, it's a cool standalone episode. You could probably watch a standalone, but they kind of like rebrand the Iron Fist character because this is before we got Iron Fist season two, and it was after. 
defenders a bit. And they really just found ways to rework him. And they actually had like really good chemistry. And that's kind of what you want to see when you know they have that in there. They kind of write him out pretty quickly. Clearly, they had some budget issues or something. But um, it was really fucking cool. And like I was pretty stoked on that. Um, I got to say, though, I don't think it's true. Um, I want it to be true, but I don't think we're getting heroes for hire. Um, I think this is for a few reasons. Okay, first of all, we got to say, I think slash hope that Punisher, Daredevil, and Jessica Jones are safe. They are the more critically acclaimed ones. Did um, you finish Jessica Jones too? I finished everything, bro. I'm a Marvel okay. fucking nerd. No, no. Imagine no, no, Season two of Jessica Jones is a bit hard to get through. Like dragged. um, That show, it doesn't rely on action like the others do. Um, And so it really needs the character work to pull it through. And season one was fucking masterpiece. Yeah, but Um, I think think it's only a masterpiece because of the villain. Uh, Well, you could argue it's the same for Daredevil, really, I feel. Um, at some point, or maybe not yeah. to the same extent, but no, I don't think to the same extent because I really like um, Foggy and um, Matt's sort of interplay. Um, yeah, no, I, yeah. I like all the characters, but like, yeah, but admittedly, like when that David watching that show without David Tennant, it was it was tough. It was like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it could have yeah. also been the scenarios like I uh, I I thought with season two of Jessica Jones, a weird direction take. It's like why are you taking it more in the superhero experimental lab side of things when what worked for yeah. the show was like the inner turmoil of this character? Like dive more into that shit. Then- a bit more of a family drama. Yeah. Like I know I get the whole you versus your mum thing, which is like that, that dynamic can work, but it just maybe it was less episodes. Uh, actually, which is something they did with Iron Fist season two. They actually cut the episode order and that helped it. I think like, it was one of the only seasons where there's not a major dip. There was still a dip, but it wasn't as bad. Um, but yeah, I don't think we're getting a season, uh, a Heroes for Hire, because one, um, people are saying it, and I'm going to say it too. I think it's because of the Disney streaming service. I think what, what we do know for a fact about Luke Cage is- they wanted to do a season three, but there was creative differences between Marvel and Netflix, and they just decided to cancel it instead, which is not a great thing to hear um, about that. Um, and I think Netflix, too, they're in a more stronger position now than they were about five years ago. Like when they announced these shows, um, Netflix were really looking for premium content. They didn't have a lot of shows at the time, but a lot of the stuff they did was very successful. Um, so this was a big get for them at the time. Nowadays, Netflix is a much stronger like hold in like the the VOD world, and maybe they're not as desperate to keep Marvel happy as they used to be. Um, so maybe they're like, "Fine, fuck it, we don't care if you if you go." I, I hope that's not the case. Um, but apparently, Daredevil they've got up to season five planned in a way, or they've got ideas for that. Um, I hope they go further. And the big thing I hope is I hope that Luke Cage and Iron Fist and their their cast somehow get still used in future seasons of the other shows. Um, I don't know what the legality behind that would be, but I would love a Heroes for Hire. I'd love all that shit, but I'm calling it now. Zoheb, my friend, mm. I want to yeah. go on record and I want you to hold me to this, right? In five years time, I predict 
we will get an announcement, not a movie, an announcement that one or all of these Netflix characters will be getting that we're getting like rebooted reboots as movies in the MCU. The MCU are running out of characters. I think in five to 10 years time, we're going to have a daredevil movie and he'll join the Avengers. I think in like maybe five years time or more, we'll get an iron fist or a Luke cage. And I think the same thing could happen for Jessica Jones and Punisher. It's entirely possible, man. Like Marvel with Marvel, you can't really, you can't really say definitively no or yes to anything. Um, you know those those guys are fucking killing it. So yeah, um, it's all it's entirely possible. I was actually going to say, um, I actually think yeah, with the with the cancellation of um, Luke Cage and Iron Fist, um, <clears throat> I actually do think we're going to see a Heroes for Hire thing. But maybe yeah, probably not I on hope Netflix. We do. Yeah, I really probably do. not on probably not on Netflix, but uh, it, probably on the on the Disney streaming service. Um, and I actually think it'll probably be. Uh, with re- like a complete sort of reboot. Um, that's why they kind of like new everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I think they're going to try and separate it from it as much as possible. I, I think that's um, possible. Um, the other thing is too is um, here's something that people don't really talk about a lot is they say that TV shows are within the MCU, but they're fucking not. They're not. Otherwise, we would no. see them in the movies. Like it's a one way street. The movies affect the shows, but the shows never affect or come into play in see, the films. Do you remember how much they used to reference, um, like the MCU in the first Daredevil season? Oh <laughs> like, yeah, it used to be Ever like since the attack in New York. Thor, yeah, they're here. Yeah, for- Thor's hammer, oh, green, hey, green guy. Uh, I remember yeah. Jessica Jones like, <laughs> what? What? You don't need me. Why don't you go talk to the big green guy? Like oh, they yeah. would never say the names, but they were very like no. on the nose. Yeah, but or- like then they stopped. Or like Luke Cage season one, there was always that dude's like, hey, yo, man, I got this uh, exclusive footage that I shot of the New York battle, fam. And they'll be like trying to sell it and shit. Like every way they could like squeeze in a reference, they would. But then they stop when they realize, oh, shit, um, when this when this Thanos guy is going to snap his fingers, <laughs> the guys, the guys on TV, they're going to they're going to know about it. <laughs> you watch the executive producers. They probably had no idea that was going to happen in Avengers. And it's like now they're just like, oh, no, um, maybe it takes place in the past. Yeah, this was like a year before Thanos or something like. But hey, how crazy would it be if the reason those shows got canceled is because of the. Because of the snap, um, you know. Well, it is it is technically half of the shows. Yeah, so. <laughs> and then like maybe they write them back in somehow. They will yeah. never do something like that. the The only no. real major thing Marvel have ever done properly to try and connect the TV shows with the films, besides casting Clark Gregg and Sam Jackson, uh, Agents of Shield have had a few cameos from like minor characters. We had Sam Jackson, we had Sif from Thor, we had. Colby Smulders in one. We had that Jasper guy from Winter Soldier. But the only real major- Yeah, yeah, him. Um, But the only real major crossovers we had was Winter Soldier and kind of Thor the Dark World um, in S.H.I.E.L.D. But outside of that, no fucking effort. But who gives a fuck? Because this new Disney streaming service, we're getting a Loki TV show, we're getting a Scarlet Witch show, and we're getting all the major actors. So- I can't complain too much, right? No, no, not at all. Um, all. Speaking of Netflix cancelling shows, um, there was some news that Orange is the New Black will end with season seven. So it's technically not a cancellation. It's more of a, 
we're going to end it. Um, which honestly, that show's been falling off the rails for a while now. Yeah, I stopped after season four. Um, I'm still up to date. I've been watching everything. Oh. Um, Where's it up to? Season six? I think it's season six, because I think season oh, wow. five was the right- Yeah. Season five Wait, really? was a riot, and then season six, they got- Oh, so I've seen season five. I think. Or maybe it's the other way around. Or may- maybe it's one other season. But the latest season, um, they were moved to a maximum security um, place. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. I didn't see that at all. I did see- Yeah. Yeah. Um, season five. It's not a bad show. It still gets Emmy noms, I think, pretty often. I don't think it did this year, though. Um, but, yeah, I think it is time for, for them to move on. That show, I feel, has lost its heart and what made it good. I don't think it was ever um, amazing. I think it was good. I, I don't think it was ever amazing. Um, it was definitely addicting to watch, though, um, yeah. especially the earlier seasons, because each character, the... the um, the thing about that show, man, like the the good things about it is mostly relating to the characters, not the plot, not anything else, but the really, really wacky and out there characters. And the chemistry they had too. With some of yeah, them. between each other and the interplay. So, like, if you got, for example, if you got Crazy Eyes uh, mixing with uh, someone fucking insane, I can't remember, Pornstash. Yeah. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, like that show- they always had something special. Like it always had its flaws too, though. Like every fina- the finales were always like really bad to me. Like the show would always be really believable until the season finale, because then they'd just try something wacky, and it would always like be uh, it would ruin for me. Um, the season before last was the worst, where I think the last two episodes it kind of turned to like a slasher horror with this um, this cop Pis- Piscatella. Uh, then there's this guard who puts on riot gear and slowly picks them off one by one during a riot. And it's like, you just change the fucking genre of the show. What the fuck are you doing? And like, you know, they, they wrote out the husband character, which is, which is fine. But like, he kind of. Incre- Watch spoilers. Uh, well, yeah, no, but the point of having that character there, I felt it, it made the stakes matter about Piper. And after season one, I think they realized, like, I know everybody liked the other characters more. So they slowly started writing the show to go away from being about Piper to being about like more of an ensemble. Yeah, and I do agree. Because I think Piper's just, she became so unlikable. I'm just like, I'm yeah, good. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. didn't re- react to that well. I think the idea maybe is like they were trying to do like a Walter White thing. Like she's this good girl turns bad. Well, fuck but the, off. But the more bad she got, the more the audience disliked her. So yeah. I don't blame them for doing what they did. Um, but yeah, that, that, that show did have something special. The last few years, though, it does feel like they're trying to really put a political message out there through the show. I'm okay with that because I do tend to agree with it. But at the same time, it's kind of like, don't do that at the expense of giving me a good story sometimes. Yeah, I, I agree. 100%. Um, but let's, let's move on to some other Cool Bean stories. Um, here's a very, very uh, thin segue. Speaking of females, <laughs> wow! Um, Guardians of the Galaxy three. There's been an ongoing rumor um, that Marvel wants a female director, and then we got an updated thing to that. Um, that according to a site called Super Bro Movies, they report that the director shortlist seems seems legit. Is apparently so. Apparently, they got insider information, but everyone's reporting on it. Um, but it's very specific. Um, 
Because they're not going out crazy and saying it's tw- right. Quentin yep. Tarantino. Yep, yep, yep. They, they're, they're telling us um, it's down to three at the moment, the shortlist. D Reads, known for Mudbound. Michelle McLaren, who's done some oh, stuff. Oh, I, Mc- I love Michelle yeah, McLaren. Done stuff. She's Breaking Bad, man. Yeah, and Game of Thrones as well. Um, yeah. And SJ Clarkson, known for Star Trek Four. Okay, I, I don't know that. It's but, the um, one. I'm not sure. Um, please let Michelle McLaren direct. <laughs> I, She's, um, well, she well, was. Isn't that still kind of? That's a huge jump in terms of tone, right? Um, not not really. I mean, you know, it depends. It depends on the script, I guess. But um, Michelle McLaren was in line to direct Wonder Woman before Patty Jenkins right. um, came aboard. So she's been she's been talked about for a very long time in terms of uh, Hollywood blockbusters because you know her her TV work is being recognised. Man, she's an amazing, amazing TV director. Well, um, Game of Thrones is just a nonstop CGI fest now. So maybe that's helped her. Um, step up in that regard um but like which in, in it it's kind of hard to step up from game of thrones it's kind of the epitome of shit right of tv now. Yeah. yeah um like you could argue many episodes of game of thrones are better than many features we're seeing right now um yeah so apparently this is like a response to she's actually directing a sorry just quickly Matt. yeah no she's, she's actually directing a movie <laughs> starring chris pratt coming out soon uh it's called Cowboy Ninja Viking. <laughs> I'm just going to be on the record. That is possibly the best name of any film I've I, ever heard. I knew ever. you would say that. Do you want me to read the? I'll read the the little summary. A government Fucking program. Please. A government program turns Duncan, a man who suffers from multiple personality disorder, into a super soldier with the attributes of a cowboy, a ninja, and a Viking. Starring, <laughs> starring Chris Pratt. None Dude. of those are superpowers. So is a guy <laughs> no. who can draw his gun quickly. But and doesn't it sound like Andy Dyer? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does. Sixty-five it's, mil budget. Yeah, uh, yeah. Decent. I think the um, I think his character's name is actually Burt Macklin, right? FBI. <laughs> yes. Um, or Johnny Karate. Um, oh boy. Yeah. Apparently, for a while, like Marvel had this ongoing want to include more female film filmmakers to their universe, which is great. Good for and them. They have been. I wouldn't um, be surprised though if this is like like a PR move, be like, okay, we had this male director come out with some like very anti sort of PC oh, yeah. stuff. What's something we could do very PC to sort of like regain some, some trust or whatever. Yeah, but, I mean, Which that's I don't something think we'll, never, we'll never really get an answer trust to or anything there. But mm. anyways, um, let's, let's move just, on a little put bit. A, just put a good director in and that's it. Like I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Well, that being said, this is also very Marvel where they like to get, unknown directors or directors not really known for film. Yeah, and, absolutely. And push them through. It's a it's a very Marvel move. Like most studios, like Warner Brothers is a great example. They very rarely will do that. They prefer to get more established stuff. Um which doesn't always lead to the to the best results. So um yeah. Um I just want to give out some sad news real quick. Um director I hope it, Danny Lena um he died at the age of fifty seven. He passed away. He was known for Harold and Kuma go to White Castle um, oh, and Dude, Dude Where's My Car. Um, he also did a lot of TV, which I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I saw Arrested Development, um, Selfie, and there was another big one. Um, I want to say it was The Office. I think it was. Um, but yeah, R.O.P., uh, thank you for uh, your- he- Oh, sorry. You got- Do you have it? Uh, yeah, sorry. It was- um- 
Freaks and Geeks. That's it. Freaks and Geeks. That was the big one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was, yeah, it was cool. He, where he worked in sel- Selfie to um, reunite with uh, John Chow. But, um, and yeah, the Sopranos. Man. Holy shit. Yeah. Like this dude had a. He, oh, had, he did he had, do The Office. He had a big. Yeah. I thought it was The Office. Yeah. He had a, it looks like he had a really good list of credits in television. But like those two like films, White Castle and Dude, Where's My Car? Like those are iconic buddy comedy films from the decade. He, he directed an episode of Kath and Kim. What the fuck? Oh really? Oh, uh, it's the it's the shitty US version. Uh, no, I'm good. Don't worry about it. I'm but good. yeah, like um, shout outs to him. Thank you for all your hard work and um, uh, rest I, in peace, man. I'm, yeah, rest in peace. I'm not. Sh- I I'm not seeing the cause of death. I hope it was. That's right. We don't need to go that far into it, Matt. <laughs> I hope it wasn't um nothing. I hope it was a peaceful one. Um, moving on. Um. There's some like concept art that got released for anyone who's interested of uh, the dark side from DCEU. As we know, Justice League was basically a giant ad Next. for Justice League 2. <laughs> it's out there in case you're interested. Um, but we're probably never going to see that because, let's face it, uh, that universe is done and dusted. Um, yep. Here's something that I know you might be happy to hear, Zoheb. Uh, you're a big uh, Hans Zimmer fan, aren't you? Oh, yes, I know what you're going to say. Top Gun, bitch. Yes, um, he's, yeah. he's collaborating with the original Top Gun composer um, to do that, which, fuck yeah, dude. Um, it sounds like they're throwing a lot of um, like powerhouses behind this project. They must have a lot of faith in it. I hope it's as good as the team behind it because um, I'm stoked. Like, I'm not even a real big fan of the original, to be honest. Like, I think it's okay. No, no, neither I, am I. Um, I'm, I'm really I think keen. It's, a lot of people, it's got some diehard fans I never saw what the the fuss. Maybe it was before my time. I think, um, but like the nostalgia factor is strong for this film, and uh, well, to do dude, this, I mean, it's a big one. I always thought, you know, Top Gun. If you could do it today and with a bigger budget, it would be it would be amazing, man. Like, um, you know, I, I do like you know fighter jets and shit like that. There's some really cool scenes from um, the movie Behind Enemy Lines with Owen Wilson at the start. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some really cool like fighter jet moments, and you know, as shitty as the movie is, Stealth has some pretty cool sequences. Um, but yeah, man, this is being directed by Joseph Kaczynski, so he's a very visual director. He directed Tron Legacy. He directed uh, Oblivion with Tom Cruise. Um, you know, obviously Tom Cruise is back. It's starring Miles, Miles Teller, who's killing it lately. Um, Val Kilmer, Jennifer Colony. Jeez, Col- Colony. Val Kilmer. <laughs> Connolly. When was the last yeah. time he did anything relevant? Was um, it Batman Forever? I haven't seen no, him in he was years. In Kiss, Kiss, he was in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang with okay. um, Robert Downey, which is pretty good. Um, John fucking Ham, dude. Ed Harris. Yeah. Like, I'm down, man. It's, um, a, it's a big cast. And it's a $100 million budget, so. Yeah, man. Like, this film's going to be a big one. Um, even if it sucks, even if the trailer sucks, it's going to kill it. Um, it's going to, it's gonna like, people are going to be hyped for this, man. Um, there's no reason not to be. Um, I'm, i got to honest, like, I love Tom Cruise and all the Mission Impossible films. Um, I even like—I even really liked uh, Live Die Repeat or Edge, Edge of Tomorrow, if you want to call that. But outside of that, other than like his performance in um, his cameo in Tropic Thunder, I've never really been a big Tom Cruise fan. But I feel like, you know, he needs. I feel like Top Gun Two is like, you know, like, lately he's been doing like a real comeback. Like outside of even Mission Impossible, he's doing a lot of more like real big films again. And I feel like Top Gun 2 is just like that that one big blockbuster 
film that like I'm not saying bring him back, but like I feel like this could be the way he wins me over. For sure. I'm, um, I'm very on record on the podcast by saying, or like on my thoughts of Tom Cruise. So I'm just going to whisper it. One. Oh, sorry. That wasn't a whisper. <laughs> <laughs> top five actors, baby. He's up there. I, I get the it. He's kind of like the American Jackie Chan in terms of stunts and stuff. Yeah. But, um, you know, I hate, I hate to say that I like him, but I think I like the guy. Um,. And I don't then, like him personally, but, you know, his personal life and act, his, acting life is very different. So. Yeah, that, that is true. Um, oh, we didn't mention before, um, Halloween um, is killing it in the box office. Um, it has a $77.5 million opening, the biggest in the franchise's, um, the biggest in the franchise's history, and it's the second largest October opening weekend of all time, I think just behind Venom. Um not to mention you're releasing um, a movie called Halloween on Halloween and it's got a pre-established, you know, history behind it. So. It's also like, oh, I hope this isn't a controversial thing, but it's starring a pretty old woman, which like, <laughs> and no, 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 hear me out, which like <laughs> is not usually say, yeah. going to appeal to like the younger demographics, which normally go to see films like this. Um, obviously, it's got a pre-established fan base with fans, but like. That's awesome. I'm, I'm actually seeing a, um, I'm very a screening with a Q&A with Jamie Lee Curtis uh, later exciting, this week. Exciting, man. I'm pretty yeah, excited I'm, about that. I can't but, make it, but that, that, sounds, that sounds fucking outstanding. I yeah, can't, man. Like, I, I'm really this, keen for you to tell me. Oh, man. It's going to be great. But yeah, these trailers are fucking sick. Um, it's not out here yet in Australia, but um, I'll be seeing it very soon. And I'm fucking stoked. Americ- Americans also, already have it. I know what it is, but like everything Blumhouse touches, I just tend to like. Like, I just get so much goodwill towards that studio now. Um, yeah, we talked about it on the um, on the Get Out podcast because, you know, that's a Blumhouse movie. Um, but, yeah, pretty much them and A24 been killing it, dude. Yeah, um, they've got some good decision makers behind there. Um, I've only got one more story to talk about, but it's not real a big one. Um, but Nothing's been big was, this episode. Yeah, I thought it was kind of <laughs> interesting. Um Jet Lee did an interview recently, um, and for those who don't know, he was originally um, want he was originally being chased to play the character um, Seraph in the Matrix sequels, Reload and Revolutions, and he came out in an interview recently um, and explained why he didn't take it. And I thought the answer was pretty interesting. Have you have you heard the story, bro? Um, I haven't. I'm looking it up as we speak. Um, so the reason he turned it down is in addition to having him acting and performing, they wanted hi- they wanted to capture him doing all these martial art moves and stuff, and they would own the rights to those moves and stuff like that. They'll be able to do whatever they want with that. And he was very ah. worried about the co- like his brand, his copyright, and how they would use that information. I That's wouldn't be surprised if the reason did they the did quote? that- Sorry? Oh, yeah, yeah. Read, read it, read it, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, sorry, he's like, uh, it was a commercial struggle for me. I realized the Americans wanted me to film for three months, but be with the crew for nine. And for six months, they wanted to record and copy all my moves into a digital library. By the end of the recording, the rights to these moves would go to them. I was thinking, I've been training my entire life, and we we martial artists could only grow older, yet they could own my moves as an intellectual property forever. So I said I couldn't do that. Dude, that's so interesting. It's it's understandable from his perspective, especially for since, sure. like, for him, his art and his craft, it's not really his acting. It's his it's his body. It's his movements from martial arts. Um, I think I know why they were doing that, though, and I don't think it was for the films. I think they were going to use that. This is my theory. 
for the Enter the Matrix video game because that was very heavily... It was one of the first big games to heavily use motion capture, and that was all about martial arts and stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if they were going to use it in that regard because... It was a good game. I liked it. I really liked it, dude. Like, do you ever play that level when you're in Niobe and you get to fight Trinity? No, no, yeah. no, Ghost, you fight Trinity. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Uh, I'd was, play that, that on cool, repeat dude. all the fucking time. And I remember I using, it. like, bullet time like crazy. Yeah, you just abuse the shit out of it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, that, was, that was a fun game. Did you ever play the other one, um, Path of Neo? Yeah, I, I really liked that one, too. It was good, um, but it wasn't the same to me. Um, I think the bullet time in that was better. Oh, by the way, if you want to play something with really good bullet time, Max Payne 3. Yeah. I've played a little bit of that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. My favorite- By the way, speaking of rock- Rockstar, guess what's out this week? Uh, Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, yeah. I was never- I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of open world games, so I'm probably going to give that a miss. But actually, you know what I got yesterday, bro? Um, what? I was looking at my old Xbox 360. I'm like, fuck this. I traded in. I finally got a PS4. I finally nice. got Spider-Man. I haven't touched Ooh, it yet. Nice. I don't know when the fuck I'm going to have time to play it. Probably not till- the weekend after next, but I'm going to love the fuck out of that game. I can tell. It's already old news, mate. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Um, I love my Spider-Man. Yeah, for sure. It's a you'll you'll love it. I I, I guarantee there'll be jizz everywhere. Ah, uh, I'm pretty sure. I'll be like Spider-Man, yeah. but instead of shooting web, I'll be shooting jizz. Come man. Yes. <laughs> come man. Come man. Does whatever a penis can. Can he swing? From a web. No, no he, he can't. can't. He's shooting gum. <laughs> Look out. Oh you got come in your eye. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. We're recording, aren't we? People can hear this. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I've lost my job. Great. <laughs> um, anyways. This has been an R-rated podcast from yeah, the beginning, bitch. It has. It has. Motherfucker. Um, so, anyways, that is it for the news. Um, Zoheb, you saw a little movie called A Star Is Born. Tell me about it. Oh boy, this this movie. Um, uh, non uh, non spoilers, by the way. Yeah, non spoilers. Yahweh yeah, non- is safe. <laughs> um, yeah, non spoilers, man. This this movie broke me. <laughs> um, it's just such a, a well well made movie, man. Um, let me let me let me hit you with this. The intention of that did not match what I got, but I'm glad no. you liked it. <laughs> no. But I mean, like, um, she's she was wow, man. Like, this is a very this is a movie that's of two halves, um, and in a good way though, because 
Gaga, um, surprisingly, like, I mean, you know, I, I haven't seen her as an actress in anything else. I haven't seen American Horror Story. So, man, she killed the first half of this movie. And, like, it's not that she didn't kill the second half of this movie. It's just that she's not in it as much. Um, really? No, not really. Oh. It's just, it's just uh, the, the second half of it turns into more of a Bradley Cooper performance. Interesting. So... Yeah, um, so the first half of it is mainly Gaga, um, and then the second half of it is mainly Cooper, but man, in both halves, each of them just kill it, like, I'm talking, she's gonna be nominated for Best Actress, um, she might win, but Bradley Cooper is gonna be nominated for Best Actor, and he's going to win. Damn, um, like you're calling it now. <laughs> I, dude, he's fucking incredible. Um, he's going to win Best Director. I can already tell you that this movie is Fuck. Am- amazingly well-directed. Um, really, like, long takes. Um, you know, amazing musical moments, brilliant dramatic beats. Um, you know, Cooper actually had to learn how to play the guitar and sing. Um, Gaga, you know, apparently inspired him to do that. So, um, yeah, man, this is this is apparently kind of like a bit of a passion project for him, not in terms of um, how long this movie's been in production for, but mainly because, you know, how um, how much work he actually had to do. Um, he fucking wrote it, for fuck's sake, as well. Like, like that's that's incredible to write, direct, and star. Like, that's, that's huge. Um, but uh, it, it's... It's got amazing performances, man, all around. Like Sam Elliott, um, he's he's awesome. He's always awesome. Um, if you haven't seen Big Lebowski, he's in that. Um, and Dave Chappelle's also, in this movie. If you haven't seen Big Lebowski, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, Dave much. Chappelle, yes. Yeah, dude, Dave Chappelle's in this movie, and he's you know he's not in it for long, but he's got a great great moment, man. Like he's I didn't know he could act. <laughs> like dramatic. Com- dramatic, comedy. Dr- dramatic. Wow, I, I okay. didn't, I didn't know he could do drama. Um, because you know I'm very familiar with his comedy. Um, he's he's hilarious. Um, but yeah, again, powerhouse performances from Cooper and Gaga. Man, those two are incredible. Um, and the way they they make you feel like their relationship is natural. Um, you wouldn't believe that these two are actors. Uh, every part of it seems very natural nothing seems engineered um and it just kind of pulls you in and once you're in you're in like you want this relationship to thrive you want it to to go a certain way um and dude it's just outstanding um the the musical moments you know there aren't too many like it's not like la la land where you know there are a couple of like straight up like musicals yeah because this technically isn't a musical it's a movie that just features musical songs in it that's right but i mean like there are there are there are like sort of elongated performances um Mm. but you know they're not like music it's not music it's not a musical um but yeah they were they were outstanding man like the way he uses sound in this movie is fantastic um apparently he filmed it live at coachella between acts um which is cool (laughs) just imagine that like okay thank you thank you very much good set Hey guys, uh, it's Bradley yeah. Cooper. Just ignore the cameras for five minutes. Okay, here's Red Hot Chili <laughs> <Yeah>. Peppers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, apparently this is only the second movie that's ever been able to do that. Uh, I can't remember what the other ones, what other one was. Um, might have been The Doors. I don't. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, man. Um, just, just incredibly well directed. 
uh, incredibly well acted. Uh, and look, I couldn't. <laughs> I, I tried, dude. I tried to find an issue with this movie, and I just couldn't. So, using my scale, it's a ten. It's an absolute ten. Like, did you like is- this more than uh, First Man? First Man, yeah, I did. Um, and it's not. It's it's not it's not that this might actually be a better movie than First Man. It might just be that this actually has a bit more of an emotional impact. Um, and you know what works for First Man works for First Man, but what works for this works for this. I just think Bradley Cooper's direction was a little little bit stronger than Damien Chazelle's direction, which is. Um, which might get me in trouble <laughs> because Damien Chazelle, man, that guy's killing it right now. That movie is incredible. I don't want to take anything away from it. Mm. Um, but yeah, man, this is his directorial debut. Um, so I'm really keen to see what else he comes up with um, because this was this is a masterpiece. This is one of my favorite movies of the year. Um, it's going to pick pick up all kinds of awards. Um, and you should see it, man. If you, if you, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely see it. Uh, so, yeah. so, so here's, so here's the follow up question. You and I have a mutual friend yes. who is constantly posting and talking about this film. Oh, I already know who it is. Yeah, who, 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 who clearly loves. Does it live up to the hype that he's putting it to? Um. Well, he's he likes this genre. He he does. Yeah. Um. Uh, this this I don't. This isn't my genre, and that's why it took me, like, four days to go see it. I didn't go see it opening day like I usually do with movies that come out. Mm. Um, I waited because, you know, I, I, it's romance, dude. It's a rom- it's romance. In the last podcast, you literally said you don't like watching romance films. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I, I've, I've only ever liked three other romance movies, and every time a new one comes out and it gets critically acclaimed, I'm like, oh, God, oh, I guess I gotta go see this. <laughs> but, um... Does it live up to it? Yes, okay. I think it does. All right, I'm I, think, I think it. it does for sure. And um, um, I'll, I'll come back with it. my review um, in the next week or two. Yeah, cool. It's a deal. Um, awesome. So, what do you give out? So, it's a ten out of ten. Uh, it's a ten out of ten, man. It's the first movie besides Infinity War, I think, that I gave ten out of ten for. And yeah, cool. And, f- and to be honest, like. Nah, yeah, nah. That's awesome. Cool, bro. I, I think this. I think this movie's perfect. Like, there's nothing. Ugh, when I give something a ten out of ten, I try and think of things that I would do to add to it to make it better, and I just can't. Like, there's not. There's nothing here that I would want to improve. Do you think this will be the type of film people will be talking about in five years' time? Yes. What about ten? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I guess I don't that is a hard because, question to ask. Yeah. See, I, I I don't know because we are getting, um, you know, if, if it keeps up, um, like this and La La Land, um, like these really artistically well made, you know, musical slash romance movies, um, then it might fall by the wayside. But you know, I'm still talking about La La Land. A lot of other people are. Yeah. Um, and that came out what three years ago. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to be talking about this movie, man. Like, I'm going to cool. be at least I'm at least going to be talking about uh, Bradley Cooper's performance and Gaga's performance anytime, anytime you know their name shows up in a trailer for a future movie and someone's like, oh yeah, I don't really know about Bradley Cooper. I'm just going to be like, fucking Star is Born, <laughs> <laughs> and it, like because previously for me it was um, American Sniper. I really liked him in that. Mm. So 
yeah, this is this is going to be the the one that un- underlines him. Like this is, I'm I'm so keen to see what he does as a director as well because again, man, it's it's shot so well, it's sequenced so well, um, it's just a beautiful, beautiful movie. Um, and you know, it it's not all sappy and romantic. You know, it's it's got a bit of drama. It's got a it's got a, a bit of heartbreak. So, um, it it, it did actually elicit an emotional response from me which is tough yeah (laughs) yeah um, my favorite thing about the film which i haven't seen yet but my favorite thing so far is this amazing meme i don't know if you've seen it where it's like when you're the uh it's like a photo of bradley cooper i think looking uh a bit sad and it's like when you're the writer producer director (laughs) star and everyone keeps calling it Lady Gaga's movie. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw that. See, I, uh, I don't think I don't think it is it is her movie. Like she's yeah. obviously because it's, it's Lady Gaga. That's well, why everyone's saying it. But I wouldn't even um, call it stunt casting because she actually has a few acting roles of merit to her name now. Um, exactly, and, but and it still she, has that she, effect. Yeah, and she's you know she suits the role really well. Like she plays it really well, um, and her voice in it is outstanding. Man, like she can. If you didn't know before, she can sing. <laughs> Girl can sing. On for the film, have they credited her as Lady Gaga? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In- interesting. I wonder if if she goes, if she dives deeper into more acting roles. I wonder if she'll go like the way of the Rock, where it becomes like first name Lady Gaga, last name, and then eventually lose it. Or you know, know. what's funny? Um, I had a friend um, because I mean, like, come on, whenever you have someone like that in a role. As a guy, the first thing you kind of, you're like, oh, she's kind of hot. <laughs> I had a friend who was like, oh, she's kind of got a, a bit of a nose on her. <laughs> and um, in that dude, that's in the script. What? <laughs> it's in the script. I don't want to spoil it past that, but like, it's, it's, it's I'm just, hilarious. I'm just it's imagining hilarious. she's just like, she's like having this like emotional phone call. Like, <laughs> why, why would you leave me? And then like some guy just walks past in the background. Wow, you got a nose. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's actually it's it's more it's like more the than world's that. worst it's, cat call. <laughs> it's, de- it's deeper than that, but yeah, it, it's it's in the oh. script. I just thought it was hilarious. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> let's let's wrap her. Let's wrap it up like a Christmas present. Um, we are or a condom. Yeah, or yeah, if you want to. We are <laughs> midnight double feature. Midnight and this double is feature. Midnight double feature. Okay. Anyways, um, this has been <laughs> an upcoming attractions FBI. episode where we talk with the latest films we've seen and upcoming news. Um, the feature presentations are with the rest of the boys, and um, we break down films and uh, stuff. Uh, this month for October has been Midnight Spooky Feature. We're covering a bunch of horror films. Do we know our next one yet? Uh, no, we're still in the mo- we're still in the mo- middle of uh, confirming a few things, so we don't we're not really ready to announce it yet. But keep an eye on our socials. Yeah. Uh, um, well, before before I go on the socials, I just want to say um, the we did just drop uh, a Quiet Place. Definitely check it out. And before that, we did Get Out featuring um, Matt from LSG. So, um, yep. shout outs to, to him and for joining and yeah, um, socials, please find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, 
That's where it's popping and locking, my fam. Um, we also have a cool little community group. If you want to join our Facebook group, it's called The After Party. So a midnight double feature. We post our memes, post our jokes, post the stuff that we're freaking the fuck out about. And you can also just hang out and chill. Um, as you're probably already listening to us on whatever, give it a subscribe. If it's iTunes, Spotify, whatever. Um, and please give us a review on iTunes. If it's positive, if it's negative... Um, you know what? Last time I said this, we just realized we're just asking for bad reviews. So I'm just going <laughs> to shut the fuck up. Um, yeah, please lick our nuts. Um, we would really appreciate it in the reviews. I would. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much all the socials. That's it. That's um, all. If you got some, if you want to, if you, if you want us to answer a question live in the show, do inbox us or shoot us an email, midnight double feature at gmail.com. And yeah. We hope you guys had a fucking blast with us because we totally did. And um, stay tuned for the next episode. Uh, Zerb, any anything else you want to add? I'm good, dude. Um, thanks for listening, guys, as per usual. Um, you know, we, we love doing this, man. Um, Matt, you, you love to talk. I love to talk. Colin loves to talk. Danny loves to talk. This is... Um, we just hit our 50th milestone with a quiet place. So um, it's been... Yeah, thank you. I'll Happy just take birthday. a bow. Thanks, man. Um, and it's just been, it, it's been incredible, um, you know, the feedback that we've been getting. So I'm really, um, really, really pleased uh, and, and kind of emotionally, <laughs> emotionally overcome with it all. But um, yeah, man, here's to another 50, another 100, whatever. Uh, we're going to keep doing this because we, we love doing it and we love seeing seeing the, the feedback, man. It's fantastic. Yeah. And as someone who's been here only since the fourth episode, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been great watching you guys grow and grow. And I'm really stoked that as of, what, a few months ago, I've been officially part of the team. So that's been yeah, yeah. hectic as bro. Anyways, <laughs> we're kind of rambling and shit talking now. Um, thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the flippity flop. Yeah.